everyone! Welcome back to the Rainbow Dice Club. You're an LGBTQ2IA plus actual play D&D podcast. My name's Lex. My pronouns are they, she. Tonight, we are going to be going through the finale of the Dragon's Nest arc. And we didn't want to cut the episode into two parts, so it's long, but we promise you it's worth it. I'm going to introduce our amazing cast. However, you know them already. And if you don't, why are you starting at episode 13? Go start at episode one. Nothing's going to make sense. We are joined by Ariana, who plays Alara, Wayra, who plays Varys, Dusty, who plays Ivy, and Supriya, who plays Ziva. Now, before we get into everything... This week, we want to tell you all about RV games. Their most recent venture is Mitosis, a mothership pamphlet adventure and in-universe board game. Pre-orders are live now, so check them out at ID of Internet or find the link in our show notes. Today's episode includes body horror pertaining to teeth, blood, emotional distress, fantasy violence, fire, profanity, religious cults, and severe injury due to fire. Last time, we left our group as they went back to the Nishadi Temple in Dragon's Nest. They're in a heated conversation with the head of the temple, Merwin. And right now, Ziva, you lock eyes with Merwin. An overwhelming feeling that Merwin's a friend. She's someone to be trusted. She's right. I should read the book. And Ziva goes up and takes the book. Mm. Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. um, Ivy's already in between. So she would have to go around Ivy. No, I know. I know you're worried. I know you're worried. But I I think the answers are in the book. And Ziva will put out a hand for the book. I don't think. Could someone else at least touch the book before you do? Would that be all right with you? I mean, I think we're being a little rude and a little silly, but sure. That's okay with you, right, Merwin? Of course. Anyone can touch it. It's. I just felt like you would benefit the most from it. You're so kind. I'm really trying. He goes over to the book and picks it up. Thinking it's very weird that suddenly Ziva's taking Merowyn's side and is a little alarmed by it. Um, can I do an arcana check on the book to see if there's anything, any magic activated on yeah. it? Go for it. Um, sorry, I'm panicking. Math is failing. That's <laughs> 24 total. Uh, with a 24, holy shit. Um, you gather that there is, this is a like powerful tome. It, there is a, a lot of magic knowledge in this. It might not be exactly magic itself, but even just quickly flipping through, you see very strong indications of magical rituals and religious magic throughout it. I, I am opening up to the section she wanted Ziva to read. She said the first area, the first page. Yeah, she said if you look even in the first page. So when you look at the first page, you read an inscription from uh, Kalian, written in the, front, in the front cover of the book that says, I appreciate all you've given. Everything you've done has provided me with such escape and such hope for the future. Thank you. Signed, Kaylian. 
I would like to look through that with a analytical eye and see if it, there's a secret message in there. When it comes to that first inscription, you don't really get an underlying message, mostly because it's so basic. There's really, without knowing more, you don't fully understand what could be what could be hidden in this. No, like every first letter of every line has a different message or any code no. and shit. Nothing? Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm, I. there are no ciphers. I'm not... We're talking about a very paranoid man, okay? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But no, no ciphers. Cool. Cool. Okay. Merwin is going to look... Merwin's going to look at Varys and just go, and see, there's nothing funny going on. I just thought she would benefit from reading it. Let me be clear, Merwin. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you, and I'm pretty sure I can throw you pretty far. I don't think that you're being completely forthright with us. I think that you're being very shady. And this book, and he holds up the book, and it's closed. And it's like, this book holds so much magic within it. It's alarming. Oh, it, it holds it holds instructions for magic, as well as stories. It bleeds. It bleeds magic. It's in a history. There are, there are rituals in here. There's rituals in every religious text. Come now, everyone. There is no need to fight amongst ourselves. See, listen to your friend. Insight check on Ziva. <laughs> Ziva. While all of this is happening. Make, make a persuasion check. Yes, Alara. Alara is still in the back corner of the bookcase. Uh, sorry, by the bookcase. What are Cassius and Rhea, what are they doing? They're kind of watching. They're you're kind of on like you're kind of opposite corners to them a little bit, but you can see them very clearly. They're honestly kind of conf just profoundly confused as to what's happening. Is any person in this room have any eyes or paying any attention to me right now? Make an yeah perception then. Okay. Oh, it was almost a natural twenty. It's a fourteen. Okay, you don't see anybody paying attention to you. Okay. Because they're like all in the middle of this conversation right now. I would like to, I want to try to do it as sleight of hand again. Inside of my pocket, put the journal that I took into another book and take the book out. And I want to flip through the journal, but disguised as the book. So that if anyone looks over, they're not going to recognize what I'm reading. And I want to see what's in the journal that I just took. For anybody that's listening and is confused, Alara stole a journal last episode and Ooh. rolled for it secretly. So even the rest of the players at Love the table it. didn't know that this was happening. I was going to say. She stole the old journal that had, again, no writing on the spine and just looked very old and ancient. Hey, good job. Love it. Got an 18 on inside for Ziva, by the way. So Ziva is in full charming mode. She is in full <laughs> presentation, full, all of the charisma that she uses to make people feel comfortable and welcome is on display right now. That is a natural 20 for my nice. persuasion. I am a diplomat. I have come to bring two warring nations together. I see. Okay. Um, Varys relents and is like hesitating to give her the book, but he hands her the book. Okay, but before that happens, yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. while all of that was happening, Alara was doing what I would like to do right now. You've decided you want to disguise it as one of the other books at Yeah, in the... I think that that way if anyone glances over, they're just, they won't recognize what I'm reading. Make another sleight of hand check to make that kind of... Okay. Okay, please, please, please. 
I swear to God, it's a natural 20. I swear to God, it's a natural 20. I'm taking a picture of it. We're getting them all We're out wasting, of the way right now. Wasting we are them wasting right them. Now. But it's a natural 20. Oh my God. Managed to kind of switch. You managed to kind of like grab another book and cover up the journal that you're reading from really, really seamlessly. Nobody seems to really be paying attention. You pick up, you got this journal that you grabbed off the shelf and it's this, it looks like it's got to be at least a couple hundred years old. Like it, the pages are yellowed. They're worn. Some of them are a little torn and ripped and the writing in it is faded. And also some of the writing, the the script is rather ornate, almost as though this was someone from higher up and higher standing. You open to the first page and you see, you find the name Avant Hart. And as you're reading through it, ever so inconspicuously looking like you're reading through a magazine in the midst of a very stressful situation, <laughs> you are starting to read through it and you see that the first Apart from where the name was written down, the first couple pages were kind of torn out. And you open up to a page that's dated to the year 402. We are currently in the year 645. If you want to keep reading and listen to what's going on right now, you won't glean much information. Oh, okay. Um... To get more information, you're going to have to spend some time really digging into it other unless you really want to just clock out from this whole conversation i'm trying to genuinely decide if do it i feel like that tracks for Lara. do i have a sense that this could this would give us some information on either ziva or what's happening in this moment you're seeing references to this world as as though it's coming from the lens of someone who's never seen it before gonna read it do it i'm gonna read it love it basically what i'm looking for if there's anything if I see anything that will give me any insight on what's happening in this moment, that's when I would snack back into the reality of what's happening in this moment. Until then, I'm reading this journal. We're going to dip back to everyone else. Perfect. Um, I'll kind of give you the spark notes when we get to you. Sounds good. Perfect. Merwin is going to looks over at you, Ziva, um, holding the book, and she just goes, you know what? We should... I think you'll really appreciate that out in the main room. Once you can really see the stars and see all of what Nishadi can offer... I think you'll really understand more from that book. Why don't we why don't we go out into the main room? Ivy looks at Varus. Okay, if that's what if that's what you think is the best thing to do, I totally agree. Wonderful. And she you guys start walking back and she's going to attempt I say this because I have a feeling Ivy and Varus will both intervene. Huh? <laughs> Guard dog. She's gonna attempt to put her arm around no. Ziva's shoulders. Mm -mm. No. Oh, Varus smacks it away. <laughs> Ivy pulls uh, Ziva on the other side of her. <laughs> Literally smacks it and gives her a death glare. <laughs> I'd like you to make an attack roll for me. Uh, 21. You smack her hand and she just looks at you, kind of stunned for a moment, and just goes, okay. Don't touch her. I get it. You've only just met. Keep your hands to yourself. I knew her mother. Congrats. That doesn't mean you know her. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think any of us should fight. I mean, we, we've all, you know... You are all making my heart feel so warm. All of us here trying to solve the mysteries of of where I came from. It's just, I'm just surrounded by so much kindness. Yes, so much kindness. Ivy pats uh, Ziva's shoulder. Don't get me wrong, Ivy. I think that you are the kindest, absolute kindest person I've ever met. Okay, we're going to unpack this later. Um... 
As Merwin's walking towards the door, she lo- turns ba- around, seeing Ivy's like iron grip on Ziva's arm, and just looks at Ziva and goes, "Aren't you coming? Don't you want to know?" We're we're all coming, absolutely. This is a joint effort. It's just it's so wonderful to be here. Okay, and so she gestures for you to follow her into the main room. You guys exit. And I, I hook an arm around Ivy's arm because being friends with one person doesn't mean that you're not friends with other people. So where does Rhea and Cassius? Um, once Merwin leaves, they are going to start following her out and they kind of stand on either side of the door to the office. Not not in- intimidatingly, but in a just kind of I'm not entirely sure where this is going and I might as well just be out here. They assume that everyone's going to leave, but Alara, you were kind of just covert enough and so in the background of all of this that no one really notices if you don't leave the room. Do you choose to stay in the office and continue reading? Is the Nishadi statue still on the desk? Yeah, there's no gem in it. It's okay. I'm going to I'm going to take the statue. Okay. Throw that in my pocket. I'm going to just loot the whole office. I'm going to loot the entire office now. Um, mm. Are you reading? Uh, Yes. If you want to catch me up on anything I've read so far. So you have been reading this book where it basically seems to be almost a short account of different people and places in Oria that this person is coming across. And as you're reading it, you can make an insight check for me. Or, yeah, insight. That sounds fun. That's probably a plus zero, isn't it? That's an 11. Okay, so you're reading this and you're just like, okay, this is a traveler's journal. It seems like this person, whoever Avant Hart was, you know, must have been traveling around Oria. So it's just an account of the things that have been going on in 200 years ago. That's what you're understanding. Okay. Um, out in the main hall with Merwin going out into the center of the kind of worship space, she walks over towards the telescope and there are fewer people out here than before. It seems like those who were interested but not devoted to the religion have left and there's just a couple of people who seem to be acolytes or followers of the Nishadi religion who are still out there looking up at the stars underneath the skylights. She turns around and looks at you, Ziva, and just goes... You need to come over here and look through the telescope at what at what's happening above us right now. I thought you wanted me to read the book. Oh, it's part of that. You I know? don't do all too many instructions at once. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I know you're not. I, I'm just, you know, we've just met. You don't know what my difficulties are. I know. I know. But I should have been more sensitive. I'm I'm very sorry, sweetheart. Ivy rolls her eyes behind her back. Varys also looks disgusted. <laughs> Why don't we start with you taking a look up at the stars, and then we can go through the book together so I can answer any questions you may have. That sounds good to you all, right? Can we all can we all look through the telescope? Well, I need to be pointing some things out. You can all look through the telescope, of course. It's open to everyone. I just I'm going to point some things out to you. <laughs> okay, and she <laughs> slips one arm into Ivy's and one arm into um, Varys's and yeah I'll go with her Mm -hmm. as you all approach 
Who would like to look through the telescope first? I'll look through the telescope first. So as you go to look through the telescope, where are the other two? Can I say that I come out of the office as they're walking over to the telescope? Um, and I would like to volunteer to look out of it first, or unless Ivy wants to. Ivy does not want to look through that telescope. Okay. Oh, yes. Alara. Alara is going to be the best person. She is so smart. I forgot there was a fourth one of you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's kind of rude. Yeah, I, I blend in to the background. That's true. I, I'm so profoundly sorry. I I try not to forget a face. Mm. Another eye roll. So I just, I put the I put the book, um, it's not in my hand anymore. It's back in my pocket. Um, and I will, um, I'll just, I'll stroll right up to the, um, to the telescope. Ziva is smiling broadly. She's like so excited that we get to share this great thing. So as you go to look in the telescope, where's everyone else? Are you guys kind of crowding around? Or are you in different places? Tell me where you all are. I'm right next to Ziva. Yeah, we're all, all three of us are right there. I mean, Ziva's got my arm, so I'm right next to her too. So is everyone crowded around the telescope? Yeah, it looks like it. So as you're crowded around the telescope, Merwin kind of leans over and just starts pointing out different stars to you, different constellations, and starts explaining some of the the more religious side of the stars in the Nishadi religion to you. I'd like you all, not Alara, and not Ziva, so just Ivy and Varys, to make perception checks, please. I think I think Ziva has started reading the book. Okay. Dirty 20. Perception. Okay, cool. That's a 16. You don't notice until just a little bit too late that there are, that a couple of the acolytes or the couple of the followers that I mentioned before have started coming closer and closer. And I don't mean too late in the sense that anything's happened, but just it catches you slightly off guard that they are as close to you as they are now. Ziva, as you're reading, I'm reading, I'm, I'm starting, she just, she doesn't read that fast. So she's, she's reading the front page and she's, I'm confused. I'm confused. What sacrifice is she talking about? Who is- Merwin looks at you when you ask about the sacrifice and she goes, the one you should have made 20 years ago. Can I please make a wisdom save now? Cause that was creepy as fuck. With that, you can make a wisdom save at advantage. Now you all notice that you are being surrounded by, there are three other people that are getting closer and closer to you that are wearing this kind of, the same sort of garb that Kaylian is. Where are they? Are they all together? They are kind of like one behind, one on the left, one on the right. You've got the telescope in front of you, and so they're kind of coming at you from most angles. Okay, Varys is going to position himself to put himself between the three and the others, just casually. Okay, that's a dirty 20. As she mentions, the sacrifice you were supposed to make 20 years ago, something in your head clicks She is not your friend. She did something to you. You know that she cast a spell on you. You're acutely aware of it. Wait. And you're no longer under that control right now. Ziva backs up. Ziva drops the book and steps back. As you step back away from Merwin, she is going to try and make an opportunity attack on you. And I need you all to roll initiative. I wanted to push the telescope like out of whatever view it was on, just in case they were going to try to make her look through it and it was going to do something weird. 21. That is an 18. 22. Four. That tracks. 
All you fuckers roll so high. <laughs> I get a plus, a pretty high plus to my initiative. I, uh, Ziva, as you move to back away from Merwin, she feels that this hold she had over you has broken. And she lashes out, wielding this ornate dagger. Ooh. <gasps> Does an 18 hit? Yes. Um, I need you to please make a constitution save for me. Okay. Uh, that is an 18. Okay, so you pass on that front. Wish I could have gotten in the way. You do take four points of damage as this blade, this ornate glittering gl- blade strikes across your for- your arm as you try and walk away from Merwin. So do I successfully get a step back? You do step back. It is Varys's turn. Yeah, 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 no, no, but quick question, would that not set off a, a magic surge? How is she feeling? Is she feeling overwhelmed and scared to death right now? Uh, yeah! This lady just stabbed me! Then make a wisdom save for me. That is a 13. You feel this really strong emotional tug in your chest, and but you're able to kind of like calm it down just a little bit where you're just like, fuck, what the hell? But okay, I can do this. Varys, it is your turn. Awesome. Uh, Varys is going to grab the book. The book is on the ground, kind of right where Ziva left it. Varys is going to pick up the book and then he's going to, I mean, he can't, he's so, he's putting himself in between Ziva and Merowyn, has the book in hand, and he's going to burn his action to rage. When he rages, it isn't like a, like an outward, like cry, like most barbarians. His is, his is quiet. His is quiet and intense, and you don't hear it so much as you feel it. What does he look like when he starts to rage? How does those slight little changes in his face happen? So I think his in, his entire body becomes, his posture gets better. He lifts his chin up and he, he glares down at his opponent. And I think that his face is, it's a cold, quiet calm and a jaw, jaw slightly clenched, but it's less about what you see and more about how you feel when you look at him. And what you, what I think Merwin might feel when she looks at him is, this man is killed before and she will die if she doesn't get away. That's the vibe he's trying to get her to hear. Yeah, that's what he's trying to give. What is what is his magic color? It's like a deep red, right? Oh, that was the runes, but it was a crimson red. Yeah, vermilion. Yeah, like I almost imagine like sort of crimson red flames coming off of him, but kind of like in an infrared type so that like you don't really see it, but you kind of see it. Maybe we can see it with my goggles. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, I just wanted to describe it because it's not been done before. So, yes. Awesome. Ivy, it is your turn. Ivy is going to step forward and um, fling her hand out, and the same navy mist that everybody has come to know and love is going to shoot from her hand. And um, frost particles are going to form around it, swirling around it as it hits Merwin, and she needs to make a constitution saving throw because Ivy has just cast Frostbite. Well, a 10 doesn't make it. Nope. All right, so she takes 1d6 cold damage, which is three, and she has disadvantage on her next weapon attack. Get it, Ivy, get it. Okay. 
Is that your turn? Anything else? Um, and then she's going to send Bia up as high as Bia can get. Okay. Ziva, your turn. You just got slashed at. Ziva almost... So she stepped back. She got stabbed. And she basically roars, Who are you? And as she roars that, her hands kind of come together and then separate a little bit. And it's like this rainbow glint of magic that starts coalescing. And that is... 24 to hit. That hits. Her hands come together, separate a little bit. It's almost instinctual and color starts swirling. It's almost like it's it's like um, a slot machine of colors. And then it's like it dings on the right color. And this purple energy shoots from her hands and she does 15 psychic damage nice. to Merwin. Get it, fucking, oh my God. It's just, um, you know, it, I just like imagine the slot machine like ding and it um, kind of swirls out and it's kind of got like the silvery around it. It's just like, it's purple psychic energy and it just smacks her. It's basically the, who are you? It's the you holds that psychic energy and it slams into her. Yeah. So as you do that, as that radiating magic explodes from you on that, who are you? As this power radiates out of you, while everyone around you doesn't take damage, you all feel a certain weakening. Oh no, what did I just do? Something weakened within all three of you. Me too? All three of you. So the rest of you, you all feel a slight weakening. I'll mention it to you should it come up. All right. It is Merwin's turn. As she gets hit by this really aggressive psychic energy, make actually make a perception check for me, Ziva. Uh, that is a 18. As you cast this and your eyes bear down on her, like glaringly asking this accusing question of who are you? And this radiating psychic energy hits her. For a moment, you see this sort of black cloud lift up behind her and then suck back in very quickly. Oof. It is Merwin's turn. She turns and looks at you and these, her eyes once again, you never saw it the first time, Varys, you did. Her eyes this time are not flickering back. They're just this deep brown that weren't there before. They used to be this pale grayish blue. And now they're this deep brown, almost like your own eyes. And she looks at you. She just goes, you're about to find out, sweetheart. I hate that. And she raises a hand. I need Ziva to make a wisdom save, please. That is a 15. Okay, so you feel this this magic kind of come over you and try and grab you, but just barely you manage to escape it. And she looks at you and just goes, oh, you pain in the ass. She is going to then use part of her, her action or her movement and gets closer. And that is the end of her turn. The other three people start slowly moving in around you, encroaching closer and closer around all 
all of you. Um, that's all they're gonna do. They're gonna move. So, Alara, it is your turn. Okay, the one that's closest to Merwin, is it in a 20-foot um, cube with her? Yes. Alara is going to, um, she's gonna take a vial, surprise, out of her pocket and fucking fling it in the direction of Merwin and this other person. Um, and they both need to make, they both need to make uh, dexterity saving throws, 14 or higher. Yeah, they both pass. Fuck, okay, well then nothing happens. She just throws a vial. Varys, it's your turn. Varys uh, holds his hand out and summons the scythe again. It comes out the same lovely vermilion smoky red that we've seen last time as it operates in his hand. So Varys reaches his hand out behind, like right next, right behind his back. And this smoking red energy just piles up and suddenly in his hand is this fuck all scythe. Indeed, our favorite fuck all scythe. And uh, <clears throat> he walks towards Merwin, very calm, eerily calm. And says, um, you have two choices as far as I see it. You can come clean now and remain a stain on history, or we can continue this and you become a stain on this floor. (laughs) So good. Roll intimidation for me. All right. 23. She looks at you and just goes, we'll see who becomes the true stain. Darling, I'm not going to be a stain. I'm an active threat. And he takes a slash. You can see as she spoke, she was, her voice did shake ever so slightly. She was intimidated by you. Oh, good. I think that when she does that, his eyes kind of like light up almost. And it's real creepy. And he's just like got this feral grin. Uh, 21 to hit. Yeah, that fucking hits. Ooh, dice would be nice to find. Uh, it's a 15 for slashing damage. Nice. Is that your turn? Do you want to do any, is there anything else you'd like to do? No, I think that he just stands there and waits for her, like make sure that he's perfectly in position between her and uh, Ziva, and that's his turn. Ivy, your turn. I want to, sh- I want a wild shape. Okay, so Ivy is going to turn her full body towards Merowyn. How I've been thinking about it is it co- it like starts to coalesce at her fingertips and then slowly works its way over her body. And um, you can like see almost the flesh sort of disintegrate along with the magic and reveals her bones, basically. That's cool. That's so cool. Uh, and then she is going to crouch low and leap into the air. Can I jump over Varys um, in that way that like dogs go for um, like a frisbee and their body overcorrects and lands on the other side while biting down into Merowyn? I would like you to make first a strength check to see if you can jump that high and then second an acrobatics to see if you can actually like twist around in the air and make that work. 18 for strength. Okay, so you can jump high enough. That plus three is great. Uh, what is acrobatics? That's it's dex. dex. So a uh, dirty twenty. As soon as she's transformed, she is like hunched down, and she springs up into the air, leaps over Varys, and chomps down on Kaylian's shoulder, overcorrects her body, and lands on the floor. I want you to roll to hit first. So basically, as you're jumping, you're able to kind of get in position to hit to like clamp down on her and land on the other side. 
But we got to see whether or not you actually like find your mark. I get advantage because Varys is within five feet of her and me. So is, oh, that's totally 17 plus five. Okay. So that hits. So your teeth that are seated in this skinless, fleshless skull find their mark. And while we might think about a dire wolf with this kind of like grinning veracity in their face, there's something eerily terrifying about a wholly blank face that has nothing to indicate emotion or even humanity or not. That's not even the right word, but... um, conscience and this empty face sinks its teeth into Merwin and how much damage do you deal? 13 points. Piercing damage. Because we're the most terrifying dynamic duo right now. I know. Just like I just love this I this this image right now of basically just <laughs> a bone wolf and a raging barbarian. Now do you land behind her? Or do you land on the side with Varys? I land behind her. Okay. Is that your turn? Yes. All right. It is Ziva's turn. Ziva is really scared right now. There's this person coming after her and there's just, there's so much violence. I don't think she's seen violence like this before. So she's going to take out her daggers. There's one in a holster on each calf. And so she's going to crouch and free them. And I would say it would take your bonus action to do that. Yeah. And then she's going to kind of, she's going to back up. What What do you want from me? She is going to take an opportunity attack. She's going to raise, as you ask, like, what do you want from me? She raises that gilded knife up to her head once again. And she kind of looks at you with her eyes kind of gazing down and she swings. I hate her so much. I hate her. <gasps> That's a natural 20. It's not a natural 20. Okay. It's a dirty 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, that hits. Okay, I need you to make a uh, constitution save. That is a 21. Okay, so you take five slashing damage. Okay. As Ziva steps back and t- asks that question of what do you want from me? No answer coming from Merwin. Merwin raises that dagger and slashes down at you, stabbing you once again. This time, another forearm, yet another forearm strike. You take damage and as you stumble backwards from that blow, you step into another person. Well, if she backs up into somebody, she's not expecting that. It's going to freak her out and she's going to turn. She's going to turn suddenly and with force and she's holding the two daggers. So she's going to end up hitting with just one dagger. Okay, roll the hit. Uh, That is a 19 to hit. Yes, that hits. And that is five points of damage. At which point she's going to freak out because she just hit a person. She just stabbed someone. She stabbed a real live living person and they're bleeding. And so she's going to cry out and try to back away from that person now. If you try and back away from that, then they, they will get an opportunity attack. 
So their opportunity, they're going to lunge at you and attempt to grapple you. I need you to please make a an acrobatics check because that's what you make for this. Oh, that is not my best. Uh, that is a 15. They got a 16. Ziva tries to back away from this person that she didn't know was there. And the acolyte in reaction to that, and after being stabbed, lunges towards Ziva and grabs her. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stab you, but let go of me! Is that your turn? Yeah, I think that's everything. All right, it is Merwin's turn. Fucking Merwin, god damn it. Let's just say it's Kalian, okay? We know that now. Merwin, currently on right behind her, is Ivy in this direwolf skeletal form. And just in front of her is Varys with ominously glowing red eyes holding his scythe, standing with almost a little too much poise. Merwin turns and looks, seeing one of her acolytes, and just goes, I need you to get ready. And then she turns and looks at Varys. I need you to please make a wisdom saving throw. 16. Fuck you! (laughs) I got a plus zero, just so you all know, to my wisdom. (laughs) Merwin raises a hand. And you feel this constricting power kind of start to try and take hold of you. Yet you kind of, Varys kind of just whips his head around, cracks his neck a little bit, and just starts shaking off this constriction as though it's nothing. And Merwin looks at you and this deep hatred kind of fills her eyes. And she just, she looks at you. Her spell misses Varys. She kind of angrily mutters to herself and then so she's going to use her bonus action to disengage um so she bonus action disengages and backs away from the two of you moves all the way towards the wall basically on the opposite ends of the hall and that is her turn it is now the acolyte's turn all three of them uh, first is the acolyte that Ziva is grappling Ziva, and they are just going to, they're just going to keep on grappling you. That's their, their action right now. They're just holding on to you. They will not let go. The next acolyte that Merwin yelled at to get things ready has now moved towards, moved away from the whole fight. You see them kind of move over and they look like they're heading over to an al- one of the alcoves where there's like one of the donation boxes. And they seem to be kind of collecting things in that area. The third one is over by Alara. That one, that one is going to, that one is going to try and push Alara in towards where Varys, Ivy, and Ziva all are. They got a 16. Does that meet your AC or beat it? Yeah. You get pushed five feet backwards and you're kind of like right in front of where Varys is. And they have backed away from you. That is their turn. So now it is Alara's turn. So I have my, I'm assuming now I'll have my back towards um, Ivy and Varys and Ziva, right? Because I'm facing this person who just shoved me. Okay, so I think that, uh, I think Alara's going to keep backing up until she bumps into one of her allies. Alara backs up and she bumps into Varys, who's, because you're both facing away away from each other so you guys bump butts so i think without taking my eyes off of um off of the person who just shoved me and i think i'm is merwin to uh and i can probably look at the both of them right like yes 
Merwin is about 15 feet away from me. The Acolyte is about 25 feet away from you. Okay, I'm going to take out my crossbow and I'm going to kind of be aiming it at the both of them, like back and forth. And I'm going to just like whisper um, to Varys, uh, what do do I do? Do I shoot them? Now or never, I suppose. I'm sorry that you have to. I am going to aim my crossbow at Merwin and I'm going to look at her. Um... Does a nine hit? Absolutely not. I just figured I would give it a. I would. I would ask. Your your you pull your arrow back. It's, is it a bow and arrow or a crossbow? It's a crossbow. So you ready your bolt, and as you aim it and try and shoot, this sort of weakness even further comes across you, and suddenly your hand almost jerks to the side right as you try and and fire this. You all recall that feeling following one of Ziva's uh, magic bursts. You all have minus two to a uh, a ranged weapon attack right now. Fantastic. Okay. So that nine was a seven. Great. Um, starting the <laughs> night off right for Alara. Um, I think between going back and forth to the both of them, and I'll just kind of shoot too quickly, um, and it'll probably whiz right by her and thud right into the wall behind her. Okay. All right. You still have um, an action and your mo- uh, bonus action and your movement. I think I am going to uh, move closer to Ziva, though, if I can get over there. You can. I'm going to shoot and I'm going to run to where Ziva is. And I'm just going to look at the person who's grappling her and I'm just going to say, just let her go. We don't just let us go. And that's it. That's my turn. All right. Back at the top of the order. Varys, what would you like to do next, my friend? How far away is Marilyn from me? 15 feet. Great. I'm going to rush right up to her. So Varys um, goes from like standstill and poise to charging at this woman. Deeply terrifying. And he takes a slash at her again. This kind of does a full spin above his head and comes down clean with a yes. It's not a natural 20, but it's a 19. A 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Awesome. Uh, 13 points. Slashing damage. And he's getting right up in her space. So she, if she tries to go in a, either direction, she's going to have to disengage. All right. Is that your turn? It is his turn. Okay. Ivy, it's your turn. Ivy's going to um, bound over and uh, go a chompy chomp on that Achilles heel. All right. Go for the bitey bite. Okay. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. That hit? Okay. So let me roll that dammy damage. And then tell me what is the save for the... for 13. Okay. So she's not prone. 10. She is knocked prone? Not knocked prone. She's looking wrecked. Is that your turn, Ivy? Yeah. Ziva, it is your turn. Um, you can make a another acrobatics check to try and escape grapple if you'd like, or you can... Yeah, I can stab and stay grappled. She's going to basically try to rip like she's she's holding on to the dagger. She's gonna try to rip her hands out of this acolyte's grasp. And I think that as that happens, I think the fear releases. I imagine that he's got his hands on her wrists and her wrists are holding the the daggers and she's kind of pulling the wrist down and being like, let me go. So that is a twenty-five or twenty-two to to escape. Ziva is angry. As you break the grasp and this fear and 
and anger kind of mix together and scares the living crap out of you. You feel almost like you remember back to when you were in the in the guild, the science guild, when you got really small. All of a sudden you got really big. Nice. Your size is now increased to a large size. You are no longer medium. At least for the next minute, you are large. You are a Yay, uh, Ziva. giant woman. So so she pushes her hands away. Wait, that means her daggers get bigger too. No, she only gets bigger. The daggers don't get bigger. So you okay. just have these little these little, <laughs> these little <laughs> and your big hands. And, my big and hands. your your clothes are almost ripping at the seams, but not quite there. Just inc- they're already kind of tight on you because you like a tighter fit. But these ones are you're really testing the spandex here. <laughs> can I make can I intimidate the acolyte with my big size? Sure, you can roll to intimidate. That's a natural one. She still looks scared. You <laughs> try it, you grow, you you literally figure, like your figure grows and swells larger. And you go and try and look at them like with your little du- knives in your hands and you're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And your face gives it all away that you are so fucking scared. Just crying. You know what I imagine? I imagine that she wants to look terrifying, but she's like, shit, I have a, I have a wedgie. Why? <laughs> because the spandex as you're like trying to like <laughs> trying to scare this person and you're getting you feel the fear creeping in and you're like I'm already scared I'm so scared and then you're just like you feel this tight you feel this tight kind of thing right between your butt cheeks and she kind of like does a bop wiggle <laughs> it kind of ruins the whole <laughs> she's like trying to dislodge the wedgie and it just ruins the oh scary it ruins look. the facade of it being scary Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. It is Merwin's turn. She is going to, once again, she kind of reaches into her pocket and pulls out something that Varys and Ivy don't immediately know what it is. And she flings it out. And suddenly in this, right in the center of everything, and Varys and Ivy, you're kind of right at the edge of where the boundaries of this spell affect. Everything becomes sticky. No, it can't be sticky. It's a spider web. Those aren't that sticky. This is now currently difficult terrain. You guys are all surrounded by this thick layer of spider webbing. You see where she threw this little, like, puffball almost, but it's a clump of of spider web, where she threw it into the middle of the floor. You guys are, it, it just hit the ground and exploded outwards covering every step that you guys are currently in. And she then turns and looks at Varys once again and just goes, so cute that you think that you can win. Oh, darling, I know I can win. She takes out her her knife and goes to stab Varys. Are you flirting with me? (laughs) Don't tempt me, sweetheart. You wouldn't survive the night. Merwin, I no. don't want to call Varys daddy. <laughs> Wait, a does a does a sixteen hit? Um, meets it, beats it. Cool. Um, I need you to make a Constitution save for me. Oh, fun. Okay. Twenty-three. Fucking hell! Stop beating my con saves. Never. You just get this whip of 
pain across across your your cheek as she tries to stab you, but misses misses the vital parts, and you take three uh, piercing damage. Is that halved already? Yeah, no, that's not halved already. So you take one piercing damage. Versus just like looks at her weird. And that is Merwin's turn. The acolyte that was attempting to wrangle Ziva is currently looking at this woman who is trying not to pick a wedgie, but is also <laughs> large and like, it just, it doesn't look right. And they are going to look at you, Ziva. Where's Cassius and Rhea? What the fuck are they doing? They're just watching things right now. They're very confused. Are they, they're just like standing there? Ugh, useless. They can't go anywhere. If they try and get out, they're going to get attacked. Alara should yell at them to come help. They might be frozen in fear. It's also been like 30 seconds in game. Yeah. No, that's true. It's not even. I think it's been like 18 seconds. Uh, but he's going to reach out and try and grab your beefy leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much taller. <laughs> you're probably like a Laura's height. No, you would be, you're, you're tall. You're like one size larger. Yeah, yeah you're a large... You're one full size larger. So Alara's just like staring up at you now, like, okay, it's better than the small. <laughs> oh, I have to use my deep voice now. <laughs> oh, well, that's a two. All right, so they attempt to grab you and they don't. Um, and that's his turn. The next accolade is moving away from that alcove that they were collecting things in. And it looks like they are- I forgot about him. Putting together a small altar. And they've started creating what Alara would recognize if you looked over, would look like runes. You would see that he seems to be almost creating runes in the ground in a circular pattern and is doing that for, for right now. The third and final acolyte is not too far away from Alara and they are going to attempt to do some stiff. Well, this is a bad die. Me too. All of mine are bad. <laughs> he misses. Uh, but you see that they kind of cast out a sort of energy from their hand and it aims towards Varys, but then just only go. It's like it's like they vastly underestimated how much effort it would take to actually push this energy farther than like five feet away from them. And so it just falls to the ground in front of them. And they're like, Through the well, are they covered in spider web too? Yes. Um, oh, that means I need they need to make a... Dexterity. They pass. Both of the accolades that are currently in the spiderweb are not grappled by the spiderweb. It is Alara's turn. I need you to make a dexterity save for me. Jeez. Hey, that's an 18 plus... No, that's a 19 for a dirty 20. All right, you are not grappled by the, the webs. I would rather have that been an attack roll, but okay. Hey, keeping yourself alive is just as good as attacking, okay? That's fair. You said that the one tried to grapple her leg again? He tried to attack her by like- Oh, he tried to attack her leg, okay. There was a spell that he was trying to cast and he like did not get it. Performance issues. So I'm gonna put my glove on and I'm gonna start rubbing the little bits of amber into the wool glove. And I would like to grab him on the shoulder and try to spin him around to face me. <laughs> I hit, I'm really excited. You have to run between Ziva's legs. To get him? 
to get him. Yeah, so I, okay, so I put my glove on and as I'm navigating these spider webs, I just look up at Ziva and I go, like I push my hands apart um, for gesture for you to <laughs> open your legs. <laughs> oh my God. Spread them legs, baby. <laughs> Do you spread your legs? I spread my legs for you. <laughs> and I pass under. I don't look up. I just pass under. <laughs> I'm so excited for this to be Alara doing it. Um, please tell me what you rolled to attack. I rolled an 18 plus 6 is a 24. That hits. As I come out from under Ziva's legs, I just kind of slam my hand down on this person's shoulder and they will take they will take four points of lightning damage as they get a little zap to their system. And that is my that is my action. Now tell me what your intention was with, with attacking this person. To fucking hurt them. <laughs> okay. <gasps> you know. Oh god! <laughs> I just realized because we talked about this with the fucking worm. You clasp your hand down on this man's shoulder. He stiffens up as the electricity passes through his body and he collapses to the ground, unmoving. Is there anything else you'd like to do? No, honestly, I think at this point, she's probably um, not, still not um, understanding, I think maybe I would say. Mm -hmm. So she just, it, in, in her mind, he's down and this is one less threatening person in the scenario. Okay. Alara has made her first kill has murdered someone. Fantastic. I think I would just look up at Ziva and I would go, oh, they went down a, a lot easier than I thought they may have. All right, it is Varys's turn. Remember you are in, oh, before you move in and do anything, please make a uh, dexterity save for me. 15. Meets it, beats it. You are not restrained by the- Okay, and but he can't swing anything. He's gotta get, he's gotta move. He'll use up. 10 feet of his movement to get out of the... Getting out. Yeah, so he'll have 20 feet left. Merwin's within that... range for you to do that, too. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get out of it completely. Step forward, still, like, honor, like a hawk, does not want her to keep standing. Yeah, so he just kind of powers through, and he got a... Does a 16 hit? 16 hits. Take another slash. Uh, nine slashing damage to Marilyn. Okay, she's looking rough. She looks bad? She's looking real rough. As he takes a swing, he's just kind of like, that's how you make a hit, darling. Try a little harder, a little more force behind it. Come on. <laughs> he's trying to keep her attention on him. So. Is that your turn? That's my turn, yeah. All right, Ivy, it's your turn. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> I'm numb. <laughs> I'm numb, numb. Chomp, chomp, motherfucker. On the Merowin win-win. So you use 10 feet of your movement to get out of the... Oh, wait, make a dex, dex save. 16. That make that that wins. Okay. I'll bite her kneecap. She got a nat 20 on her save to fall, to not fall over. I, I mean, I did, I did roll a 17 plus 5. <laughs> so I will... 6 plus 3... Nine. You take a chomp at her thigh and just rip off a large chunk of flesh. And she looks like she's somehow still standing, but you really have no idea how. Like through sheer visceral power of will, she is standing. And it is Ziva's turn. How far are the remaining two acolytes? 
Well, first, before that, I need you to make a deck save. Okay. That, I mean, that's a two on the die. So it's five total. So Ziva is restrained. Ziva turns to try and look at where all the other accolades are. And with Alara kind of between her legs and a lot of, and being a size larger than she usually is, she stumbles over herself and falls in, gets, not falls, she's not prone, but gets caught up in all of these webs that she's now stuck in and restrained. So you said the person that's 30 feet away from me is like making runes? Yeah, they're basically drawing and creating runes on the ground in this large circle area just outside of where the webbing is. They basically have like this sort of powder. You don't know what kind of powder it is right now, but powder that they're laying out in the different runic shapes. So Ziva is caught up in this webbing, is kind of stuck, and she looks at this person who's fallen and these other two acolytes and honestly looks at Rhea and Cassius and just, why are you all acting so weird? And just notices that, like, some weird shit is going on over there. Like, who the fuck is, like, doing weird weird magic stuff and she she's used her mage hand plenty of times to play tricks on people and like rearrange things when people aren't looking and, and things like that so it's as she's trying to pull out as she's trying to like break free of the um webbing at the same time she shoots out the mage hand and it just kind of goes and it's like it's like that broom from from fantasia it's just like <laughs> nice so as you're yelling out what is wrong with all of you people and you kind of lock eyes briefly with Rhea and cassius uh they both look at you and they are you can tell even without doing an insight check just because having experienced like paralyzing fear herself can recognize it to some extent in others and they are just so scared they are frozen they don't know what's happening they don't understand and they are stuck and you go and you wipe things out and as you wipe stuff out you hear merwin yell out stop it you piece of shit jeez jeez and it is is that your whole turn i will make my strength check yes please that is an um, <laughs> <in> eight. <laughs> you are still stuck. She, Merwin, it is Merwin's turn and she just goes, you know what? Fuck it. Wait, wait. If I'm large, don't I have advantage on strength checks? Yes, you do. As part yeah. of being large. It's the enlarged thing. Because I'm like, I can't be that huge and stuck. I like to think Alara is using your legs as like cover from the spider webs. <laughs> You're standing on her foot. <laughs> so that is a 16. All right. You're still in the webs, but you are not restrained by them anymore. It is Merwin's turn. And she like looks at you with these e just evil in her eyes, just anger and frustration and hatred. And she crouches to the ground putting her hands to the stone. And Varys, you hear these, you hear her sort of chanting this really almost infernal sound. And you all start to feel a rumbling beneath you. And as you do, you see these dark clouds kind of emanate from the ground. Some of them lingering in the air, others finding places to be. And Alara, 
as you're standing on Ziva's foot <laughs> to stay safe from this stuff that's on the ground, this webbing, unsure what happened, why that guy went down so easily, Fuck. he stands up. <gasps> his head kind of slopped to the side. His eyes, that cloudy color that happens after people die, where the light no longer seems to radiate out Fuck. of their eyes. Okay. And as he breathes, all you hear is this deep wheezing sound as Merwin casts Animate Dead. She is going to then disengage and back away over towards the circle. Standing in the center of it, the rest of her turn, she's just going to be grabbing a pouch from her pockets and she seems to be readying for something. Is she standing in the circle um, that... Uh... That Ziva messed with? Yes. Yeah, okay. So that is her turn. It is going to be the Acolyte who's working on the runes. They see Merwin run over and stand in the center, and they rush to fix the ones that Ziva destroyed with her mage hand, basically trying to follow behind the mage hand broom <laughs> to fix the smudging and the brushing away. That is their turn. The next one, they get stuck and are stuck in the webbing, uh, but they are still going to kind of like, they look at their hand and try and like extend out, uh, looking at Ziva. Ziva does a 13 hit. A 13 hits, yes. Oh, um, you take eight necrotic damage. And that is their turn. It is Alara's turn. Merwin pulled a pouch out of her... Out of her cloak. She's like got it wearing these long, long flowing robes. And she pulled a pouch out of one of her pockets. She seems to look like she's readying something. I'm going to look up over... I'm going to see Merwin uh, pulling something out of her... Um, out of her pouch, out of her pocket. Um, and I'm going to look over at Varys and I'm going to say, Hey, you still have that ruby on you? He gives a thumbs up. All right, toss it my way. And then I'm going to... Is Merwin and the Alkalite in a... Acolyte. Alka I No, I refuse. Alkalite. <laughs> um, I don't think my brain can say it. Are they in a line? I can get them in a line, right? Yeah, well, let's say that they're in a line for you. If it emanates from me, is the question. Yeah, if it's emanating and you are... Oh, wait, I forgot to ask you to make a deck save. Sure. Sorry. I forgot that, too. Yeah. That is not very good. That, that is a seven. You're stuck. You can't move. You can't move. I can throw things, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they are about, just to be clear, they are about uh, 30 feet away from you. Okay. I think I'm going to try to maybe move. And once I realize that I'm stuck, I'm going to take a vial out of one of my pockets. So I'm going to uncork it. From the vial is going to spring this neon green. You've seen them before. Uh, my nanobots in a very neon green acidy color. Um, and it's going to shoot towards the both of them. And they both need to make a dexterity saving throw. 14 or higher. Will they both fail? Yes. All right. So they are just pelted with acid. And they both take... Not so great. They both take four four points of um, acid damage. Merwin looks like she could keel over at any moment. Um, right. She's really looking rough. Is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Varys, it is your turn. Okay. Um, from where I am, how far away am I from Merwin? Ten feet. Ten feet from Merwin? To toss the ruby, would that be a bonus action? Yes. 
Yeah, so he's gonna um, take he's gonna take the ruby out of a pack out of a pouch that's on his hip and uh, hold it up to her, make eye contact with Alara, and it's just like catch it. Like <laughs> <laughs> essentially, it's just like looking at her, like catch this. Doesn't say mm-hmm. it, but the look is there. <laughs> And he uh, hucks it to her. Do I need to make a... Yeah, let's say it's an attack roll to see if you even get it to her. It's not... You're not going to deal damage. Uh, 19. Yeah, so that that gets it to her, but does she catch it? Should I roll now? Yeah, just roll (laughs) flat dexterity. A nine? I mean, if I drop it, I can pick it back up. I'm not, right? right? Like, But what if it shatters? You start to catch it and it falls just through your fingers, but it lands right on top of the webbing and does not shatter. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'll just shrug. <laughs> he just kind of smirks a bit, like tension a little alleviated from that. Just like, oh, typical clumsy ass. No, he's like, is happy to see that no, that's not changed. Just kind of like, well, if anything, this is consistent. Um, so he continues <laughs> on to Merwin. Yeah, refocuses his energy back onto her, and he's going to use his full movement to get in her face. And he pauses for a second. She meets your eye. Despite the fact that she looks rough, she stands tall. I was trying so hard not to kill anyone else. 22 to hit. That hits. Um, it's nine slashing damage. Where would you be aiming on her body? Her neck. He's going for full ass de- decapitation because it's a one and done. You swing your scythe back and bring it straight across clean through her neck her neck her head pops off bounces once or twice on the floor as it rolls away blood spurting from the headless body the body falls to the ground and a pool of blood starts to fill the space the circle that was created by one of the that acolytes. Fuck. I knew it. Motherfucker. Merwin is dead, but we are still in initiative. Oh, you. I knew Fuck. that you needed someone to die. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> you decapitate this woman. Her body falls to the ground, spilling out blood. You look down and you see that there's also seems to be some sort of black smoke coming out of where her head used to be. (laughs) Okay. And in her place, right in front of you, this smoke seems to solidify, and you see another woman's face, but there's something wrong with it. First off, it looks a lot like Ziva. Knew it. God damn it. And second, there's, um, it's almost like she's got too many teeth Ah! as she gnashes at you as she's kind of getting into her corporeal form. And she looks at you too many teeth. <laughs> it's almost like a shark with multiple layers. No, just stop it! You're making it worse! Listen, it's only more to knock out of her face. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and she looks at you, Varys, mm-hmm. and just goes, Merwin was a friend of mine, and I wrote her until you killed her. What do you think I'm gonna do to you? <laughs> he just grins a little, and he just, because he doesn't think this is scary yet. This isn't this isn't terrifying to him. This is par for the course. So he's just like, he just looks at her and grins and he goes, I mean, sounds like a fun night. 
As she continues to solidify, you see that her form is continuously kind of rippling and changing. You see a large kind of barbed tail kind of form out behind her, and her hands kind of fade away from having fingers and turn into long claws. Her face is really the only human thing at this point that vaguely, vaguely reminds you of human. The rest of her body turns into this demonic appearance. Hmm. And it's her turn now. But this person lashes out at Varys. Let's see. Hurt me. Let's go. (laughs) I'm saying this and I'm absolutely terrified. She sees you and she goes to claw at you. A 19, does that hit? That sure does. That is eight damage, have to four. And as she kind of scrapes you away, pushing you slightly, just ever so slightly to the side. Motherfucker. She sees the web. She sees the sees Ziva. There's a glint of recognition in her eye. She's going to take her other hand that she just, she clawed away at Varys's face. And then her other hand turns and there's a little ball of fire in her hand as she kind of flicks it downwards, just slightly outwards, to hit the web, setting the entire web ablaze. Well, you and your mom have something in common, Ziva. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly burning away. It's not at you just yet, but it's coming. And she just looks at you, Ziva, and just goes, fuck you. Ivy, it is your turn. Hold on. If she came out of Mirwin's body, she's standing in Mirwin's spot. She's covered in acid and she needs to take 2d4 acid damage at the start of her turn. Is that correct? Is that she's standing in? Yeah, so she's she's standing standing in like right over Mirwin's body. So she stands. So then she emerges into acid. Um, Okay. Nice fucking rebirth, bitch. Then roll that damage for me. That is three points of acid damage. Very nice. Booyah. What is up with her and wanting to slash Varys' face? Leave his face alone, man. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he gets some nice scars. Oh, uh, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't think he needs more? I think that he has plenty. <laughs> okay, so is this just like a single stream of fire? It is a bit of fire that fell and currently a five by five cube is on fire and spreading. Don't worry about the fire. Just fucking take out fucking Kalian. Is uh, Kalian corporeal? Make an arcana check. Okay. Let me see what arcana is. It's intelligence. Ooh. (laughs) I rolled a four. You don't know. You're not entirely sure. You're kind of looking at her and you're like, you can see bits where like the smoke hasn't solidified, but also areas that look pretty solid. Plus it looked like she hit Varys kind of hard across the face. Not like it phased them though. Ivy is going to, who's closer, Alara or Ziva? Don't worry about us. They're in the exact same spot. We're standing under, yeah, don't worry about it. We're standing under each other. <laughs> well, no, I'm standing oh, under right. Ziva's giant still. Ziva is a giant woman. Uh, Ivy is going to face step and land directly behind Kalian, uh, and she has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Just watch out for my line of acid, Lex. Just keep that w- with where everyone is. To be fair, it's like neon green. You manage to get behind her without landing in the uh, puddle of acid, 
Cool. And you said she needs to make a wisdom save? Yep. She used to beat a 14. Oh, yeah. She might be as scared of you. As scaredies. She got a dirty 20. She's not not No, she's not. Okay. Uh, But I'm still going to bite. She kind of looks at you and just goes, what a cute little doggy. (gasps) She's going to bite. She's going to go, I'm numb. Go for it. Bite, bite. Go for it. Try I'm numb noms. (laughs) Uh, 19. That hits. Cool. Uh, 10 points of damage. Let's see what she rolls for the dex. She rolls a uh, 15 for dex to not fall. Yeah, she's good. Ivy chomps down. Seeing as you're right behind her right now, she kind of like looked over your sh- over her shoulder, noticed this uh, cute little skeletal dog behind her. No, oh, not cute. And Ivy chomps down on Kaylian's uh, butt, dealing a decent amount of damage, but doesn't knock her over. She just kind of gives a little love nip. Okay, that'll end my turn. It is Ziva's turn. Okay, uh, so I'm going to use my Tides of Chaos on my Dexterity check. I'm very glad that I did that. Uh, that is a 15. You don't fall into it. You are still in the webbing, so it's still uh, difficult terrain, but you are not trapped. Okay, I'm going to pick Alara up and step out of the... Okay, I'm strong and big, so that is a 14. Okay, you managed to pick her up. You pick her up just fine um, and kind of, would you sit her on your shoulder? No, I just kind of like pick her up and like put put her put us both down outside of the the webbing. Okay. And so you do. And so you take up 10 feet of movement because it's you're just on the edge again. So you're five feet away. You look across and there's basically, if you wanted to get over to where everyone else is, you would have to at some point go into the webbing again in some way, shape or form uh, to get around. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't go to the other side of the- Not easily, like you would- Well, isn't the fire burning it away though? It's burning it away on the other side. It's starting on the other side. Okay. It's It moves, it, it grows every single round. Was was it an action for me to pick Alara up and- We'll say it was a bonus action. Okay. And that lady just yelled fuck you at me, right? Yeah. So rude. She's very verbose. Fuck you too. And I'm gonna um. I'm gonna chaos bolt. Alara's just whispering to Ziva, like as you pick her up. I'm sorry that your mom is so mean to you. I don't know who she is, but she's yeah. It's very mean. I don't like it. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that's very mean. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then I'll be like. Thanks for carrying me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, fuck you too. Chaos bolt. That is a 21 to hit. That hits. Okay. Eight plus seven is 15. Plus two is 17 points of psychic damage. Damn. Wow. Get it? Ziva. I uh, use my Tides of Chaos, so I uh, magic surge. No, you're not going to magic surge just yet. Oh, when I don't get my Tides of Chaos back then. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. The zombie is going to attempt to move. He does not get stuck in the um, in the web. He uses, honestly, a vast majority of his movement 
to get out of the webbing, he is going to attempt to hit Ziva. Well, that's a 12 to hit. Does that hit? No. He kind of stumbles out of the webbing and like tries to just slam into you and like just misses and kind of like stumbles to the side and that's its turn. And that is our two remaining acolytes turns. The acolyte who is over by where Kaelian is. First takes 2d4 of damage. Go ahead. I think he's dead. That's seven points of acid damage. He goes to try and move and he just kind of falls over his skin bubbling and boiling as the acid eats away and he is downed. So Alara is really racking up a, a body count. The body count and not in the way that not in a fun way. And so then the other acolyte who's still in the webbing, he needs to make a dex save. He's stuck and um he will still use one of his cantrips to try and hit Jesus Christ. Why are you all so terrible? It's like stormtroopers. Yeah, so he like sends out this ray of kind of necrotic energy towards uh, Ziva and Alara, and it misses horribly because I'm assuming a nine hits neither of you. I haven't decided which one it was aiming for, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're bobbing and weaving. Yeah. So it doesn't hit you guys, and then it is Alara's turn. Let's go. <gasps> the gem is in the webbing. You never picked it up. I did it. It wasn't my turn. It is now. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't need it right now. Anyway. Um, okay. Hmm. Do not break that open. <laughs> if I wanted to get closer to them anyway, I would have to go through webbing, right? Yeah. You'd have to go through. So you could kind of cut around to like a corner of the webbing. It's in like a twenty-foot cube or square. I'm not leaving that gem. I'm not leaving that gem on the floor. I will say that the fire is starting to grow soon. It's coming towards us. It's just growing. All right. Well, I'm going to go back into the webbing, so I'm going to look at Ziva very apologetically and go and use a bonus action to pick up the gem. All right, so you're going to use a lot of your movement to get in and out. That's about 20 feet of your movement. Yeah. Do I have to make any saves to get in and out, or do I get stuck if I go back in? Okay, so dexterity? Dex save, yes. Okay. Okay, well, that's a three. So I'm going to stay in. And you got stuck. Great. But I pick up the gem with a bonus action. Sure. So then I'm just going to whip out my crossbow and I'm going to shoot it towards uh, fucking whoever this new thing is, I guess. Jesus Christ. I'm assuming a nine does not hit. No, it does not. So I'm just covered in spider webs, I think, at this point, And I can't get like a good, you know, positioning to aim it. So my shot goes wide. And that will be my turn. All right. That brings us back to the top of the initiative. Uh, Varys, what would you like to do? Well, gotta roll sleight of hand first. Roll that sleight of hand. Can I get everyone's passive perceptions, please? 10. I think it's like an 18. 16. Okay. Um, what would you like to do, Varys? So Varys is going to do a, uh, kind of like regrips his scythe in a different position. Does an extra wide slash at a, like twirls it above his head a little bit just to kind of get like an extra wind with it and smacks uh, will take a huge slash against Kalian. Fucking bitch. <laughs> Go for it. 23, does that hit? That hits. Okay. Uh, 12 slashing damage. Nice. Alright. As you're ripping through her body, because you pass straight through it, you pass straight through her body, you see parts of it start to fade away and chunk off, but it's, she's looking a little bit 
quite a bit injured, but she's still kicking quite a bit. Is that your turn? That's my turn. The flames on the webbing, you all look around and notice that they have died down and have just about gone out. They didn't spread the way they should have. They should have kept going. Kaylian sees that the that the fire died out and she just, instead of focusing on it, looks past Varys once again, straight across about 40 feet away from her into the eyes of her daughter. First, she takes four points of acid damage. <laughs> oh my God, okay, Jesus. Yeah, just want to make that very clear. Okay, that's the acid singes her and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But she stares deep into Ziva's eyes and Ziva, you kind of hear this voice in your head that just goes, I found you. I fucking found you. What the fuck does that mean? Means that you can't get away this time. I was unaware that we were playing fucking hide and seek. She takes out a hand and she pulls another fireball out. And this time, instead of it just leisurely plopping it into the into the uh, the webbing, she hurls this flame all the way across the room. Ziva does a twenty-four hit. Yes. That is, uh, you take nine points of fire damage. I'm down. Oh no. And Ziva falls. Ziva, no! Singed all over her body here and there. Not as badly as Patina may have been, but definitely singed. And this demon, Kalian, looks at Varys and just goes, I saw you. That wasn't very fair. And she's going to, um, going to slash at you. Does a 17 hit? Sure does. You take nine piercing damage, have to four. Piercing? She tried to stab me? She clawed at you. Her claws are fucking sharp, man. Ivy, it is your turn. Oh, I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite, bite. Go bite. I'm gonna bite the bitch. Go bite. 18 plus five. Yes, that hits. So Ivy's just in like feral mode and not even realizing like what's going on around her. I think, honestly, I, I do think so. But I think there is like a, a switch that turns on at some point. Like you've seen Ivy in her wild shape outside of battle briefly, and it still kind of like has the vibe of Ivy. But I think the more that this battle goes on- Like the longer she stays in it. Yeah. It starts to get a little bit more alien. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Ooh, five plus six. 14 points of damage. That 14 damage looked like it hurt quite a bit. She, You took a solid ass cheek off of her. <laughs> literal pound of flesh. Only not actual her flesh because she's so a demon. Flat it's now. so flat. Yeah. Like a an inverted ass. <laughs> Ivy, is that your turn? Yeah. Ziva, make a death saving throw. Motherfucker. Our first death saving throw of the game, mm. right? If you don't count Patina. That's a 17. You're unconscious on the floor. You are entering this kind of limbo space between life and death. And you can see as you're looking around, you're not, again, you're unconscious. So you're, you don't, your brain doesn't make you feel like you're in this, in this church or in this temple anymore. You look around yourself, recognizing the same crater where you ended your dream the night before. Only this time you're an adult and you have a free rein to move around. As you look, you see the people that you saw the night before 
standing like statues around you, unmoving, as if they're frozen in time. You see a woman standing in front of you with an incredibly ornate blade halfway swung down. You look at her face and see that it is incredibly similar to your own. The eyes, the same deep shade of decadent brown. The nose, the same shape as your own. The eyebrows arched in the same place and manner as your own when you're focused on your performances. Only there seems to be a desperation and an anger in her, in her face that you have only rarely felt cross your own. As you look around, you see that the other people in the crater are in different stages of charring or burning. You see molten earth under your feet, a large splash wall of molten earth all around you in this open space. You feel no pain from standing there despite the molten earth, almost like you are hovering just above it all, and that is enough to protect you. Ziva, I need you to make a perception check for me. That is a natural 19 plus a whole bunch. As you're looking around, you hear muffled footsteps slowly approaching you. One set, as you look in the direction of the footsteps, you see a tall dragonborn person walking towards you. Their scales a deep navy blue with a sort of opalescence that mimics the colors of the cosmos. They're dressed in long, flowing robes that pool on the ground at their feet as they walk, and they look as though they're carrying a bright orb of light in their cupped hands. Do you say anything to them? I think I've been here before. They look at you. They nod, and you see a large, joyous smile spread across their face. Were you there with me? They nod again, this sort of solemn kindness and happiness coming through them. They reach down and place the orb down on the ground between the two of you, standing back up, and then they reach to cup your face in their hands. You feel a warmth in their grasp, a profound kindness. They look down at you. Oh, look at my little falling star. How you've grown. I'm so happy to see you, but I'm so sorry for the circumstances that brought you to me once again. But you and I both know that this kind of chaotic coincidence is just how the universe works. Whatever can happen, will happen. Chaos is the only one true constant. I know you must have questions, and so many of them I cannot answer. You have part of me and you, in some way, but you are not my child. I'm sorry for the pain and tragedy that those who brought you into this world have cause to you, your mother, that woman named Kalian. So she really is my mother? She birthed you. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever want to call her mom or mother. I don't think she's worth that title to you, quite honestly. Anyone who tries to sacrifice their child in the name of a god who didn't ask for it doesn't deserve the title of mother. What do I call you? I go by the name Nishadi. You can call me whatever you'd like. I am not here to do anything other than apologize for people who have harmed you in my name. Are you always with me? In some way, the universe is full of such uncertainty and ever-changing chaos, and I wanted you to feel that freedom in your life. I do feel pretty free 
And chaos is a good way to describe a lot of what happens around me. I know it doesn't always seem good, but with the good comes the bad. We can never guarantee that our actions will be great as long as our intentions are pure and kind. Is there... Do I live in your name? You live in your own name. So you don't have anything specific you want me to do? I want you to live a full and fulfilled life. I want you to be the agent of your own personhood. Be the decider of everything that you do. I don't want someone with misguided ideations to decide such horrible things must happen to you. Your mother gave birth to you and immediately put you on a pedestal, not to worship, but to destroy. When her blade swung down, your father, a man named Sunil, stood by and did nothing. The moment that that blade touched your chest, I knew that this could not stand, and I gave you a gift that you never have to repay. And in return, you destroy the people who put you in this place. And you think back to your dream that you had the night before, that flash of light at the end, when all of the danger seemed to disappear right afterwards, and you realize that that flash of light was a powerful surge of magic coursing through your body for the very first time, exploding the mountaintop and creating the crater that we all know now. I think I understand. I'll make you proud by making myself proud. Hmm. They move one hand from under your chin and extend a finger with a long claw outstretched and they touch their touch your forehead right between your eyes. And you feel a warm, radiating pulse come from that spot, almost as though some vitality comes back through you. They drop their hands, kiss the top of your head, and walk away from you. And they leave the light that they carried on the ground at your feet. Do you pick it up? Yes. As you pick it up, you feel, not in this strange in-between space, but in your actual body, you feel a weight kind of fall into your pocket. When I pick it up, I look at it for a moment, and then I look back at Nishadi, and I say, I think you forgot this. And they look they look behind at you and just say, it's yours. What is your charisma modifier? My charisma modifier is a plus five. You regain seven hit points and are no longer downed and can be can rejoin the fight. Awesome. You are on the ground, so you are prone, but you are alive, and I will be messaging you some heritage information. Sweet. Shut up. No way. That was amazing, Lex. Okay. In the meantime, you're down. It's not your turn. It is the zombie's turn. <laughs> They're going to go after Alara. All right, so they pass their deck save to not trip. Does a 12 hit? No, it does not. Yeah, so they try and slam into you and miss. Alara is so clumsy that she's untouchable. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right. That is their turn. Next is the final acolyte who is still stuck in the fucking... You did that to them. <laughs> He's still you fucking stuck. Yeah, and he reaches out. He reaches out uh, a hand and tries to attack Alara. Come on, hit me, baby. That's a 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. They reach out their hand and send out a very cold and almost frostbitten ray 
hitting Alara, and you take eight necrotic damage. Fuck, I'll take it. Alara sees Ziva go down and then start to wake back up. So crisis averted. And then she gets hit with this fucking thing by this fucking guy. This fucking guy. This <laughs> fucking guy. Is he close to me? No, he's far, this right? No, he's like guy. 20 feet away from you. Okay, well, I'm going to fucking try to shoot him with my crossbow. Well, it doesn't hit. 10. Hold on. He does not have a very high AC. It's a 10. That hits. Okay, well, maybe I'm going to kill my third innocent human today. Um, <laughs> no, that's only two points of damage. So I think it just grazes. It's more than nothing. That's true. It, uh, make a strength save to try and break free of the... Oh, yeah, I'm still there. The webbing. I wasn't even trying to move. It's a four, so I'm going to say no. No, you, you're not. I'm just staying where I am. Varys, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I think Varys is watching Ziva for a bit just because she went down and he hasn't seen her get back up yet. And he's not close enough to really notice if she's opened her eyes or not or if there's any movement. So he's going to turn back to her. And if you thought the silent anger was bad before. Yes. It's fucking bad now. It's palpable. (laughs) It's palpable. And the blood on his face does not help the image. He doesn't say anything, but he will attack, he will attack again. Fuck her up. Fuck her up. Bro. What'd you get? What is, is it a natural 20? Is it's it a, a natural 20? 20? Yes! That it's is, oh 20. my god! Yes! It's a natural 20 for a total of 25. so fucking Let's angry. fucking go! Nice. Well, you fucking hit her. Kill oh my god. Witch. Kill this witch. Almost max damage, too. Uh, so it's 14 on, it's 14 total, um, it was 9 on dice, and then 14, because you add 5. Do I just, I don't know how crits work. <laughs> I'm forgetting. So what, what do you roll? What do you normally roll? A d10. So it's 10. So it would be 10. 10 plus whatever you roll, plus the modifier. So 24. Mm-hmm. There we go. How would you like to do this? <gasps> nice. No! Are you serious? Yes! She was at, oh my like, 14 health. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that he's going to, as he turns back with the rage even worse than before, he's going to take a slash, but first he's going to kick her to the ground, if possible. Nice. You do kind of one of those sweep the leg things that you catch her right behind her knee and pull back with your foot. So she buckles. I want to put a foot into her where her throat would be. And he's going to lop this one's head off too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He just like, welcome back to the stain. She looks at you and just goes, if you think I could possibly be killed by somebody as ineffectual, and then mid-sentence just- just fucking lops her head off. Which, I mean, it's not really a body, but he does do it again. And he spins it around and lets it dissipate. As you slice through her head, this time there's no blood. The form, you feel some resistance as your blade goes through, but not like you felt with an actual person, mm-hmm. if that makes it, if that sounds right. And you cut her off mid-sentence. You cut off her head mid-sentence. And as her head falls to the ground, it sort of fades away in this smoky sort of thing. And her head, it's still talking a little bit, and it just looks at you and it goes, you fucking piece of, and it dissipates into nothing. As that happens, the blood that was pooling under Merwin's body 
has stops pooling at this point and it just kind of settles in. You realize that it was starting to fill the circle more, almost in a sort of ritualistic way. And it's not filling that circle any further. As this form dissipates into the ground, Alara, you look at this zombie that has tried to slam into you. And as it's standing there, its head kind of dangling a little bit and its arms really loose and gummy. You see that this black sort of aura emanates from it more and more and more. As it, And as that happens, it starts to slump and twitch just enough that it starts to fall to the ground. And the spirit that was animating the corpse has dissipated into who knows where. Don't like and we that. are out of initiative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gonna break the circle completely. Ruin it. Just gonna ruin it real quick. You ruin the circle. Just in case. <laughs> standing there, still stuck in fucking spider webs, is one acolyte who's looking at you all very confused. And they look at you and just go, Where, where's where's Merwin? Where, she, we were gonna set up shooting stars. <laughs> Uh, Varys is saying in front of Marilyn's body so they can't see the decapitation. <laughs> what are, are Cassius and Rhea still? They look over, confused, no one answering, and then they look straight over at Cassius and Rhea who have kind of been stuck, frozen in fear, unable to move. And they, and they look at them and go, what do you, what happened? And Rhea just goes, well, Marilyn's dead. Um, and it looks like... So are Josh and 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 Ilda. Alara's not even paying attention to them. Um, at this point, she's kind of run over to um, Ziva, who I think is probably getting up off the floor. Am I still large or does it only last for a minute? It lasts for a minute. So you kind of shrink as you kind of wake up and we fall out of initiative. You shrink back to your normal size. Ziva, Ziva, are you OK? Where is she? I'll look over to um, Varys and Ivy. She's gone. She's gone. Cool. I guess I'll help you. I think I will help her up. Cassius slowly shakes himself out of the stupor and kind of on autopilot tries to go clean things up, but he's just trying to get rid of the spider web so people can move around more freely. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and he looks at all of you and just goes, I I'm so sorry. I she was acting so weird. Varys um, says, you might not want to look. I'll take care of it. I think you all should take the night off. She's not. I don't think that it's possible to even revive her. Okay. Did the second, did the second head, the second head dissipated, right? I think Ziva goes up and puts a hand on Ivy's bone snout. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. Ivy like nudges her hand and then does that dog thing where they nuzzle into the side of the person. <laughs> oh, I think Alara followed you, um, followed you over. Ziva, you feel in your pocket, just like you did in your kind of dream state, a weight. And if you reach your hand in there, you pull out this sort of burlap little little sack thing out of your pocket. Those of you who are closer to Merwin would recognize this as the same thing she pulled out of her pocket mid-battle. Okay. Weird. Okay. If you open it, would you like to open it? Yeah. You can't tell what kind... You, you wouldn't know what kind of stone this is. Right. 
but you would recognize it as the stone that was in the Nishadi statue back in the office. It seems to have been part of the ritual that they were trying to do or something. It's now in your possession. Hmm. A lot's happened, and clearly Nishadi meant for her to keep it. So for now, she'll close it back up and put it back in her pocket and look at Varys and say, I think this is exactly what Nishadi wanted to have happen. I'm just glad that you're all all right. Yeah. And Tension has left his body. I think things will be better now. Does anyone have the um, the tome? The book Varys that- does. Varys <laughs> has the tome. I have the journal. Ziva has the stone. Okay. Where slash what would you all like to do? Ivy's going to start walking out as the wolf. As Ivy starts walking, Bia flies down from where she was kind of hiding up on this up near the ceiling. And as Ivy starts walking away, she again curls up in oh. her rib cage. <laughs> she's been flying around. She's like, eh, it's been enough. I'm so tired. <laughs> and she's going to let her, let her little tail swing. I think as... Ivy starts walking out, I think kind of in a daze, I'm going to grab both Ziva and Varys's hand. Um, and Varys, you're going to feel something very cold in your hand as I'm passing you back the, the ruby mm-hmm. and start walking, just following Ivy. And she's going to start walking to a place that feels familiar to everybody. And it's the place where Ziva first became Sheepa. And she's going to, Aww. Aww. She's going to walk over to a, a nice grassy spot and lay down and start looking up at the stars. I told Driston that we'd meet him at the, the troop camp, but uh, I don't know, I'm kind of tired. Varys looks down at his blood-soaked shirt. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe we should just kind of rest for a while. I think it would kind of freak him out to see us all like this. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I did come here to see the stars, and I think I'll very like heavily plop down. And as I do, just kind of let out like a huge sigh and probably like release some tension that I think I've been holding. As you all are looking up at the stars, we are right at the height of the falling stars and you're seeing this myriad of colors cross the sky, almost one after the other, never quite following the exact same pattern, But they're all just going across the sky in bright blues, purples, yellows, some deep greens, a couple oranges. Just this kaleidoscope of colors dancing across the sky. Ivy stays in her wild shape until the last possible moment, it seems. And eventually when she pops out of it, she's got Bia in her arms and they're sitting, all four of you, leaning back, looking up at this spectacle of the cosmos. The two moons that cu- that surround Minthus, one waxing, one waning. You see that they light up the, the area around you so you can see not just the beautiful skies above, but also how beautiful this crater kind of looks at night. It's a little ominous, but also weirdly calming, if that makes sense, this sort of tranquility. You see that on the other side of town, that's where a large collection of people are because you can see torches and lights and things like that across the from the lake. But where you are, 
there really isn't much of anyone. Is there anything any of you would like to do or say before? Uh, every once in a while, Ziva will, like, if there's, like, a particularly bright or interesting one, Ziva will wave. Aww. I think that Varys is going to take a moment and look at everyone individually. Ziva. Ivy. And Alara. Just kind of takes them all in, watches them watch the stars, and then watches them the stars himself. And he just kind of commits them each to memory. And he kind of relaxes into the grass for the first time around this group. There's no posture being held. He just sits there and he's like, in his head, he's like, this isn't so bad. I don't know if I entirely regret my decision anymore. And then that's it for him. Ivy is going to put her arm around Ziva and rest her head on Ziva's head as Bia starts snoring obnoxiously in her lap. Ziva looks up at Ivy and says, Nishadi talked to me. What did they say? They okayed the killing of Kalian, which is why I, I think Ferris and you did exactly what needed to be done. And I think beyond that, they said it's really in my hands, which is a little frightening, but it's kind of cool too. Ivy smiles and interlaces her fingers with Ziva's and goes, well, they're very capable hands. Oh, that was adorable. I think Alara is hearing the conversation because I think that we're all close enough, but she's definitely not reacting. I think that she's going to, for a long time, um, just look up at the stars and she's probably crying a little bit. I was going to say, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like she might be crying. Yeah, she 100%. Um, not like sobbing. I think it's more just kind of like silent, you know, silent tears and like a sniffle every now and again. And just trying to soak in the moment, which is incredibly strange, but somehow she feels extremely happy to be alive and happy that her friends are alive and ha selfishly happy to be seeing the stars. And I think that after a certain amount of time, she'll just kind of look over at everyone and she's going to pull the, she's going to pull two vials off of her, um, off of her chest where her messenger bag is. One is the vermilion red color um, and the other one is that pink color. And she's going to uncork them both. Um, and the two colors are going to kind of like coalesce and like swirl in her hands and kind of like intermingle with each other and they kind of just look like sparkles i don't know if anyone's even looking and then she's going to look at varus and she's going to like blow from her palm um and they're going to as she blows they're gonna kind of separate and the red is gonna go towards ziva and the pink is gonna go towards varus and you're gonna feel just kind of like this very cool effect over your wound because i have cast healing word uh -huh. on you too. Now that I have your DNA, and I can do that. <laughs> now that I have your DNA, I think he just closes his eyes for a moment to like feel it, and then it clicks to him what that is, and he looks at her like bright and refocused, and he's just like, "I trust you with that." Just so you know, <laughs> I don't think I say anything. I think I just, um, I just kind of smirk, and I'll, I will 
go back to looking at the stars. <laughs> I think uh, Ziva looks at her her glittery stuff and says, sufficiently chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the perfect place to leave this tonight. Wow, guys. Sufficiently chaotic. We did it. Wow. Wow. It was, first of all, oh my god. That was so cool. I literally was like crying. Stars the whole game. That's, that's yeah. it. That was so good. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are so grateful for all of the continued support. As Ziva says, there is a time and place for arson. So light up that follow button now. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review and maybe tell all your friends about us too. Make sure to give us a follow at Rainbow Dice Club on all social platforms. And did you know that we have a Discord where you can chat with the cast and hang out with some really cool people? Find the link in our show notes. Check out our Ko-Fi too, where you can find some free behind the scenes content, but subscribing will get you early access episodes, a shout out on the podcast and access to our characters' deepest, darkest thoughts via character journals. Every month, we're going to be showcasing a charity that's close to our hearts. This month is the Arizona Sonora Border Project. That is an international health focused organization that provides access to hearing healthcare and prosthetics and wheelchairs to low-income individuals in northern Mexico. As always, thanks to SG for the theme music and so much love to our Ko-Fi supporters. You help us make this podcast all that it is. All right, friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. And just remember that wherever you are in your journey, you are valid, you are accepted, and you are welcome at our table. Bye. 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 Wow. It's gonna be me. <laughs> hey folks, way we're here. Each month we'll be featuring a creator in the TTRPG space whose content we think you'd enjoy. So if you're a fellow podcaster, an artist, or a TTRPG content creator of any sort and you'd like to be featured, please reach out to us at Rainbow Dice Club on any of our socials to inquire. For the month of May, we're excited to spotlight our friends at Rolling for What Now? Podcast. Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the world of Eldenhelm, a magical place filled with mystery and majestic beasts. We follow the chronicles of our adventurers brought together by a mysterious being known as Vinden. Many exciting adventurers await these unlikely heroes. Follow their excellent adventures on a podcast platform near you, right there, by you, on your phone. What's your phone? Uh, oh, hi, Trouble. Um, yeah, hi. You're supposed to be with your party. My heart to talk to you. Oh, okay. It's like him over. Oh, uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, head on, head on back to your friends. You know, tell the people bye. Uh, people. Uh, the, these ones. My yeah, you know, Just, just check out the podcast, guys. Um, I need to Why's get her back. Come on, Why are you talking about? <clears throat> bye. Rolling for what now? Find us on all social media and wherever you get your podcasts. And rollingforwhatnow.com. Who's getting smacked? Merwin. Merwin. Hell yeah. All you motherfuckers. I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to get smacked. Smack us up. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Does it look like she's reading a magazine of Rocks Monthly? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a Rocks exactly. Monthly. It's Tarek Weekly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a subscriber. Yep. No tracks for her.
It's the Tarek Times. <laughs> I love it. I want to drop pick Marilyn so bad. <laughs> well, just like, what did you roll? You'd typically like plus your strength modifier. Plus mm-hmm. my strength? Okay. Yeah. So plus 20 billion. <laughs> it's not that big, plus actually. 19. It's not that strong. Um, a not super strong barbarian. What a concept. You could still be charmed, yeah. but not charming, you know? Right, You were exactly. charming and charmed. So I think that was awesome. Fuck us up, Lex. We want to get fucked up. Tonight. Yeah, fuck me up. Let's go. Oh, I'm trying. Imagine if Alora dies. Just don't no. today. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. A lot of things. You're nervous. It's okay. So many. I am. I get really fidgety when I'm nervous. You gotta get on the fudge train. That sounded weird. But yeah, that um... sounded real bad. <laughs> I take it back. Just you gotta, fudge, I meant fudge right? It's almost as bad as the backdoor comment. <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't have been so bad if you would have just said, get on the fuck train. No, I said... <laughs> yeah, get well, on I the fuck train. It would have sounded much better than get on the fudge train. I don't want to yes. fuck Merwin, though, so I didn't say fuck. You don't want to hate fuck? Um, no. Merwin's mom, potentially? <laughs> <laughs> They also have all your mom issues. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh fuck me. Maybe later. <laughs> Promise? <laughs> Promise? <laughs> to narratively make this better for the uh-huh. listeners. Like, we're in a podcast, guys. Since we're on a podcast. <laughs> Are we? I don't know. I have to pee so bad, but I don't want to get up. We can take a break. In a few minutes. I'm not ready Diapers? Yet. I mean, I'm just gonna pee right here, guys. I'm just gonna pee right here. <laughs> it has been considered. No. 